First touch for DJ Moore. They use him in a ton of ways in Carolina. This was one of them. And there he goes. Goodbye touchdown. Welcome to Chicago. DJ Moore, 62 yards. Well, how about that, Alyssa? That's a pretty good start to the preseason. How, how, how do you feel about your new explosive Chicago Bears offense? I mean, first off, Ryan, I would just like to say I am so excited to watch actual football <laughs> instead of practice clips uh, or to hear about from people that right. are at training camp. It's just really good to have football back, even if it is preseason. And then, my goodness, what a way to start the preseason. I I mean, man, I don't know why I'm surprised that DJ Moore's first touch as a bear was a touchdown and the kind of touchdown that it was. But I mean, that that was that was a really good start for the offense. You couldn't really get much better than that after the Moore touchdown and the Herbert one. I mean, that that was a pretty impressive start for the Bears offense, even if it is preseason. I don't care. It's okay to be excited about it. I mean, talk about getting Bears fans all lathered up and hopping aboard the hype train. Oh, my God. What a start. What a start. Yeah, like you said, the first touch from DJ Moore. He goes to the house. That voice right there, of course, is Alyssa Barbieri, the managing editor of the Bears Wire. And welcome to the Bears Wire podcast. I'm Ryan O'Leary. We're powered by the USA Today Network. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. So before the season starts and we're back on here weekly, Alyssa, we just hope our listeners hit subscribe and join us for our fourth season on the pod. Can you believe it's been four years? Four years. We've yet to cover a winning season. <laughs> <laughs> four years. This has got to be the one, right? This has got to be the one. I, I will say oh, this. Please. I did get a chuckle from the headlines because as soon as DJ Moore made that run where literally no one touched him, I'm, I'm still not sure what, what the Titans were doing out there. It's like a little bit of an assist from from the Titans. I'm not sure who they're preseason personnel is Alyssa but holy crap did they prepare for the game (laughs) like the Bears were a lot more ready to go than the Titans I can tell you that that's my hot take but I I did love this I I saw plenty of headlines out there that was like the fields to more connection is real and I was just like I did kind of roll my eyes a little bit it's like uh, I get the excitement but we do have to like keep it in perspective that fields had this perfect passer rating that was bolstered by these two passes that were caught behind the line of scrimmage and taken to the house against a just a suspect Titans effort on defense in that game. So I do want to like throw that out there, although it was fun to see how explosive the offense looked and for them taking those short passes and, and turning them into long scores, right, Alyssa? Because one thing that wasn't happening in that preseason game that we'll see in the regular season is Fields running as well. So we know those explosive plays come from him all the time. But if we start getting these little screens and checkdowns that go that you know, go for plays like that, which is incredibly like, entirely possible once the games start counting. Uh, that's a good thing for the for the Bears offense. So I think overall I'm intrigued, but I did I did roll my eyes a little bit at some of the commentary and the headlines I saw coming out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think you could say that there was overreaction on both sides. You know, there were some Bears fans getting uh, really excited, which I mean, I want to make one thing clear. You can be excited about Justin Fields, about DJ Moore, about those explosive touchdowns. But like you mentioned, you got to keep that perspective. It's preseason. The Titans, I mean, the way that defense is playing, I don't know if their starters were out there or a lot of them at least. But, you know, just, you know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't be excited about the potential of this offense and the addition of DJ Moore and having a more athletic offensive line, which we saw there in the screen game and the blocking and how that's set up and having an improving quarterback in fields. But, I mean, then there are, there were some very extreme reactions to like on 
you know, not Bears fans, especially Packers fans who were overreacting to it and kind of being like, oh, but, you know, Fields' throw to Moore, you know, was a bad throw that could have been a disaster. Okay, everyone is like, okay, they're just screens. Oh, they're just checking the, he's just checking the ball down. Don't overreact. But, I mean, that's what I was actually more impressed by Justin Fields. I was more impressed about what he did on those two touchdowns than what he would have done if, you know, he threw a couple of explosive downfield deep balls. And I think that's because obviously we saw last season and his first season, you know, he struggled with the short intermediate passes. So it was really impressive to see him make the improvement there in the short passing game, learning to take what the defense gave him and allowing his playmakers to go out and make plays. Since when did that become a bad thing? That's what Kyle Brandt, he had a little rant on good morning football. And I was like, oh my gosh, he completely encapsulated my feelings about this. When is it a bad thing for a quarterback to get the ball to his playmakers even if there's open field in front of him and the blocking is set up perfectly. Like that shouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, that's what we see the quarterbacks in an Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan offense do. And it's not bad. The Bears ranked dead last, last season and yak. They're probably first in the preseason. I'm going to assume <laughs> yes, obviously definitely. nothing, <laughs> but I mean, we're kind of seeing that, you know, the screens have been a focus, you know, uh, Luke Getzi and Matt Nagy are talking about, and you kind of saw that was a focal point this offseason. And we saw the beginnings of what, you know, that screen game could be for the Bears offense moving forward, coupled with the rushing attack and Justin Fields' playmaking ability on the ground and, you know, pushing the ball downfield when you have DJ Moore and Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. So, I mean, I think I'm not overreacting to the preseason, but I can see that there are, you know, the pieces are in place. The groundwork is being set up for, the potential of this offense that we can see in the regular season when the games start to count. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree totally. And again, it's like Mike Vrabel, could your defense have at least made DJ Moore? Could you have at least had one defender close enough to DJ Moore where you could at least touch him? You know what I mean? Like it was just so bad. It's like, what defense was that? But still, that's a really interesting stat you threw out there about the bears being last in yak yards last year. Like that's, that's a great point. I think the best quarterbacks, in football, take the easy stuff, right? Defenses will give you the easy stuff, but are you disciplined enough to keep taking it? Uh, that's why, you know, that was, that's the biggest knock against Tom Brady. All the Tom Brady haters would say, oh, look at look at all these short dump-off checkdowns he does. He, he, that's because that's what defenses give you, and that's what extends drives and helps move the chains so then you can hit the big plays, right? So you do need some of that in your game. That could be a good sign for us with Justin Fields that he's progressing, uh, taking the easy stuff, hitting those screens. Yeah, he might want that throwback to DJ Moore, but it was a 62-yard touchdown. Uh, so yeah, all good things. Let's let's overreact a little bit, right? Let's overreact, Alyssa, because it was just one preseason game, but we saw a lot of stuff from the rookies in this ball game, and a lot of it was positive, right? Didn't see a ton of Darnell Wright, but Bears Wire gave him an A-plus for, for the effort that we did see him out there. I think it was seven snaps, right? Uh, a player like Tyreek Stevenson, another rookie who's out there, shaky start but then he goes and leads the bears and tackles in this game as a corner which is pretty sweet uh the rookies overall it was a big day for them right uh good and a little bit of bad but mostly good yeah and no, i was really impressed by this rookie class and you know like we've seen from ryan poles in his first two years his first two nfl drafts uh you know you know he is going to build this team through the draft and these rookies, they served a big, uh, they served big roles last year. I mean, last year's rookies served big roles last season. I feel like you're looking at this rookie class that got their first, you know, 
preseason action. And I feel like obviously they're going to play significant roles and they got off to an impressive start. Like you said, Darnell Wright, who, you know, there's been reports at a training camp. He's kind of had an up and down uh, summer, which is to be expected for a rookie tackle Braxton Jones, you know, the fifth round rookie last year, you know, that's what he mentioned is that, you know, that first season and getting acclimated to the speed of the game and all that is something he had to deal with. And he had a pretty solid rookie season. So But Darnell Wright, too, I mean, he's just really athletic and just watching like he had a couple big plays, you know, in his seven reps, including a nice block on that Khalil Herbert touchdown run. So um, it it was he, he was really impressive. I'm excited to see what he can do. And we know that he's one of those athletic uh offensive lineman you know he the fun story from training camp was that you know he trained for the wide receiver conditioning test so we know that he has that in him uh you know he's very athletic i'm excited to see what he can do like you mentioned tyreek stevenson you know yeah he did have some plays some welcome to the nfl moments but you know hey let him happen in preseason when it doesn't count because like we saw last year with kyler gordon when he was on the outside i mean teams tend to stay away from from Jalen Johnson. So Tyreek Stevenson is going to be a focal point of opposing offenses. So he can expect plenty uh, of action there. But I mean, he's just a very physical, hard hitting cornerback. And he really he looks like just from the eye test, you know, the first his first preseason action, he looks like an NFL starting quarter uh, starting cornerback. So I'm was really pleased uh, to see uh, what he's able to do in his first start, like you said, leading the team uh, in tackles. Very impressive. That that pass breakup that, you know, he sh- I think he should have had an interception there, but, you know, he's still making plays on the ball. I mean, really impressed by that. Zach Pickens, he went out and he kind of got that sack party started for the Bears. <laughs> like when Zach Pickens got that start, I did not think there would be seven more, seven more sacks after that. So, I mean, that was impressive. I mean, Jervon Dexter, I mean, it's a little bit up and down from him. He's had a really solid training camp, you know, only had two tackles in this game, you know, you know, made some impact plays, but you know, not enough, you know, not as much as we would like to see, but I mean, I think that he's someone that's going to get better uh, as they go along. And I mean, Rashawn Johnson, I mean, we didn't see him with the starters, which I want to after this, like when they play uh, the Colts coming up here, I would love to see Johnson with, uh, you know, get some reps with the starters because he was really impressive. Led the team on uh, 12 carries of 44 yards. And I mean, especially that long run uh, that he had just, I mean, he just shedding tackles and it's, that's what you kind of heard about him coming out of college and what he can do. The contact balance, just really impressive what he can do. Um, and then we had Tyler Scott, you, yeah. you know, not the best the stock down portion. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not comparing him to, to, to Valus, but it was shades of Valus Jones in his first preseason action last year where it's just like, okay, that's not, you know, the kind of play you want to make. Tyler Scott, I mean, he's been really impressive during training camp, you know, with his crisp route running, his speed. I mean, he's just been putting the moves on guys like Jalen Johnson in practice. And the one issue with him has been, you know, kind of catching the ball. So I was I was a little surprised that he was fumbled, that he fumbled, had that fumble against the Titans there. But he's he, he has to take care of the ball better there. I'm not worried about him too much moving forward. He's a rookie. I mean, he was drafted in the in uh, the fourth round for a reason. So, I mean, going to give him time because I think he's a playmaker that the Bears can utilize on offense. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't the best start for him, but he still had an impressive day. Um, I mean, sorry, Noah Sewell uh, was my next guy I wanted to talk about. I mean, he had a pretty impressive day. I mean, it wasn't any – I mean, he had – it wasn't like a really standout day, but 
he's someone that I think has a legitimate opportunity to to compete with Jack Sanborn for that starting Sam job. Uh, so it's going to be, I was really impressed by what I saw from the rookies. Obviously Terrell Smith, the, the fifth round cornerback didn't play because he was hurt and he's locked in a battle with Tyreek Stevenson for that starting cornerback job. So it'll be interesting to see if when he does return, you know, I think Stevenson obviously has the leg up on him because, you know, the best ability is availability at this point. But I would love to see him a little bit. So, I mean, overall, really, and those are just the draft picks. There were, you know, some standout players, some standout rookies that are undrafted free agents. So, I mean, Jalen Harris had an impressive day. He had one and a half sacks, I believe. I mean, there, there were some impressive performances by the rookies, which I'm not surprised, especially considering, you know, the Bears were a team that had the most rookie snaps last season. You know, they relied heavily on that, which hopefully – you know, there were a lot of undrafted rookies last year, but now that you shored up the roster a little bit more, I don't expect that as much. But the point being is that, you know, Ryan Poles does expect rookies to be, you know, some big time contributors this season. And I mean, they had, a, they had a nice start to the preseason. Yes. Especially on defense, right? Like I like what you said about that, like getting the sack party going or, you know, opening those floodgates because all we've done is kind of rip the bears in terms of their personnel at edge or, or D line, like, man, they're not going to get enough pressure. They're not going to get enough. Where, where's the pressure going to come from? What an anemic group of pass rushers. And then they're out there and will Levis and Malik Willis are running all over the place, like getting hit and tackled everywhere. So that was, that was pretty fun to see. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you did mention I mean, Ryan oh, on, your, on our like non-existent bingo card, right. That mm-hmm. we didn't make for this game. Did you, I don't think I had eight sacks, let alone five. No. <laughs> so that was no. that was pretty impressive. <laughs> no, and then there's a player, Travis Gibson, that I want to get to here in a minute. But you mentioned uh, Tyler Scott and Valus Jones. Yeah, it was very disappointing that Scott fumbled because it was a game where Valus Jones did himself no favors either in that battle for the <laughs> return, you know, the top return man, punt returner, kick returner, whatever. Uh, give me a quick take on Valus Jones. Is like. We were already worried about him anyway coming into camp, Alyssa. He did himself no favors, as I said. Is is he trending now towards a release? Like, is that where we're at with this player? Because you look at the depth chart and who the Bears are going to keep at wide receiver. Uh, Tyler Scott, they just drafted him. I, I think he's kind of a lock to make the team. We know who the other locks are. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. So then it's St. Brown, Pettis, and Bayless Jones, right? Those are probably the, the big three we're watching. And I don't know, Bayless Jones... He feels like maybe the he's trending towards being the odd man out there, which is which is not great for a player drafted where he was. Yeah, you know, they're coming out of training camp. You know, we were all we had been hearing from like Bears coaches and everything is how how improved that Velas you know had been when, especially when it comes to punts, because that you know muff punts were the issue last season. He committed a few that proved to be costly, or you know, in hindsight, looking back, you know, helped the Bears get the number one overall pick. But I digress. At that point, that was not the issue. Um, but kind of coming to this game, it was just, I mean, I was excited to see what he could do. We know he's, he's a good kickoff returner, but you know, returning punts, that's his first punt, a muff punt. And it was just like, not again, here we go. I mean, Alyssa, I mean, in today's game, they're, they're basically eliminating kick returns, right. And, and punt return. It's getting harder and harder for you to be a factor in the punt return game. If you're the punt return guy. Your job is just to catch it a lot of times. If you can't do that, like you're not going to be on the team. I'm sorry. 
No, that's a good point too. And like, you know, he, he's able, he was able to do that during training camp, but again, there's a big difference between, you know, having, you know, defenders, you know, running right at you compared to, you know, balls being thrown at you in practice when, you know, you're not going to take that massive hit. And I feel like that's, you know, one of the issues with him, but again, you have, if you're going to be the the punt returner, you're going to have to stand there. You're going to, and just, you're going to, if you're calling a fair catch, just, you, you got to make the catch, right? I mean, my God. And that was just, it, it was brutal. And I'm, I mean, when you looked around on Twitter and the reactions and like, cause my first reaction was, oh no, that might be the end of Bayless Jones. And everyone else had the same reaction yep. too. And it just, when you look at how they overhauled the receiver room this off season with DJ Moore, Darnell, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Tyler Scott, I think those guys are locks, as you mentioned. So then that essentially leaves two spots. And I still feel like Equinania St. Brown is a, he's not a lock, but he's, he's pretty close to it. Uh, even though he might be on the roster bubble, I think, you know, he's a veteran, has experience in the offense, is a solid special teamer. Agreed. When you look at Bayless and you look at Dante Pettis, they're the two guys that have returning, you know, they're going to be your, you know, return specialists, uh, especially with punt returns, right? Because Khalil Her- Herbert is someone who, if you need to call upon him to return kickoffs, you know, there you go, Tyler Scott as well. So, I mean, I think it's going to come down eventually uh, to, to Valus and to Pettis. So Valus muffing that punt and just kind of more of the same struggles that he had last season, Not, it wasn't a good look. I don't think this is like the end end right now. Luckily for Valus, you know, there's only one, you know, final roster cut down day. <laughs> so he has two more games to kind of prove himself. He's going to have to stand back there and take it and, and be perfect back there. And I want to see him more on offense too, because I mean, he's just a really intriguing athlete and player. So, I mean, I think it could be the beginning of the end for him, but I'm not saying that it's the end yet. Yep. I hear that. It, it, you do, you feel for him because, you know, if he was having a good camp catching the punts, it's such an opportunity-based business. The NFL, you get your opportunities, and that's when you show in live action, and then you muff the first one. You, you do feel for him. But yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting little battle if it does come down to him and Pettis. Because, and you know me, I'm not a big Dante Pettis fan. I actually ripped him quite a bit last year. Uh, there was a show that I ripped him a bunch of lists, and then he came out and he caught like two touchdowns the next game. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop ripping Dante Pettis now before I start sounding stupid. Uh, but Pettis did, you know, like you just said, you want to see more Valus Jones on offense. Well, Pettis brought gave you more on offense last year. So you got to feel like Jones has, he has some work to do to make this team. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but we mentioned uh, Gibson. So he was shot out of a cannon, wasn't he, Alyssa? Now I know he was working a lot against the backups. He was on the field a lot, which is not a great sign if you're in the first preseason game and you're out there a lot in the second half. Uh, what do you think about him? You, you actually made a, an interesting little observation about Gibson and what maybe motivated him. I, sa- I threw at you, I'm like, man, he played like a guy who was inspired by the team signing Yannick Ngakwe, but you were like, oh, there might be another reason he was he was out there logging a sack and hitting the quarterback three times, right? What do you what do you think motivated him again? Yeah, I think everyone was shocked when the when the Bears released the first unofficial depth chart, which I mean at this point means nothing, but it was still interesting to see that he was among the bottom along with Kendall Vildor, you know, two guys who are ending a contract year who have been, you know, significant contributors since, you know, they joined the Bears. So, but I mean, Vildor, I wasn't as shocked, but to see Gibson, who I had pegged as a starter before Ngakwe was brought in, I mean, that was very surprising to me. And I'm like, oh man, watching, watching Gibson go out there, he played like a man possessed. A great he response. Was like, it was awesome. 
F this. I'm going to go show you why I still deserve a roster spot. And even if you don't end up keeping me on the roster, I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove you wrong after this, you know, with whatever team ultimately decides to to pick me up or sign me. So, I mean, he was just, I mean, he was everywhere. He was wreaking havoc on that Tennessee offensive line. And I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, he was just it was consistent pressure that he was bringing and I was waiting for him to come down with that sack. I was rooting for him. I'm like, come on, Trev, you got this. Like mm-hmm. got to get in the box score at that too. Right. With, with a sack. But I mean, he had three quarterback hits. Uh, I mean, very, very impressive. I mean, it's clear that he is just fighting like hell to make this roster and to prove himself. And if the bears kind of, you know, placing him further down the depth chart, you know, that got this out of him, then hell, let's go. Because <laughs> this is the Travis Gibson I think that we've been waiting for. Yes, it was against backups. So I would like to, I don't I don't know who's going to play. You know, if Ngakwe gets reps in the preseason, they, they probably don't need to. Uh, but I would like to see, you know, Gibson, you know, maybe get some time out there with the starters too. So we'll see. But I was very, very impressed by him. And I mean, I was shocked though that, when that depth chart came out that he was that far down, I was like, is this a mistake? Yeah, I know. It, it was surprising. And it, it was a fun little storyline to watch because Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker didn't play in the game, right? So it was giving him a little bit of a chance to go make some plays. And he did. He did. So he got a lot of reps out there. Uh, it was fun to see Travis Gibson respond like that. And speaking of Ngakwe, I think this is a, an interesting little signing for the Bears for a few reasons, Alyssa. A few reasons, I should say, Alyssa. And we talked about this a little bit on our, you know, last recorded podcast where I said, you know, if if the Bears do make one of these splashy edge rusher moves because there was a couple, uh, you know, on the market still including Ngakwe at the time when we recorded a couple weeks ago. I was like, that's going to tell us how we views this year's team, right? I mean, I thought the way the Bears approached roster building this year was pretty fascinating in that they came into the year with the most cap space by far, right? All this ammo, we kept talking about it. They have all these ammo to go after all this ammo that can go after all these top guys, even at premium positions. Let's go who they're going to sign. But they really didn't they t- they tossed their money at the non-premium uh, non-premium spots. Interior offensive line, Nate Davis, right? Inside linebackers like Tremaine Edmonds. Like they made a move at wide receiver, but that was a trade for DJ Moore. They drafted their tackle, they drafted the corner right? They drafted another wide receiver. So really, they used their free agency money, their moves of free agency to really hit these non-premium spots. Now Ryan Poles comes in training camp and he hits a premium position uh, at getting Ngakwe on the edge, which I think tells you something, right? It tells you that Ryan Poles views this roster as something he should invest in and fans should invest in. I think this is a good sign for Bears fans that the GM feels this way because he could easily just wait till 2024 and beyond. Ryan Poles, like he's looking at this long view, right? I think this says that he sees something in this group, Alyssa, right? Because you've said it multiple times in this podcast, the Bears had 20 sacks as a team last year, right? And I think Ngakwe is good. If he could stay healthy, he could get half of that himself. So this is a big move for the Bears. I think it'll help them, especially with pressuring the quarterback, which you have to do. But I think overall, it's a, doesn't this say a lot about what Ryan Poles thinks about this mix of players and, and what they could do? Like, Bears fans hoping that this team can push for a playoff berth in a kind of a weak NFC, and at least in terms of like the conference and the quarterbacks in this conference and how it's kind of ripe for the taking right now. I don't know. I think you're fair. It's fair to, to believe that because Ryan Poles knows this personnel better than any of us. And he's showing us that he believes by going out and getting a guy like Ngakwe, I think. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Because like you were saying, even going back to free agency, taking it that far back. And, you know, one thing that polls made clear was he wasn't going to overpay, you know, (laughs) for, for guys, whether it was on the offensive line or the defensive line. So I think that his mindset going into the NFL draft was, you know, you could go and you could draft uh, one of these edge guys and then that didn't work out. So he kind of had to pivot, I think, to you got to bring someone in like, like there was a fun thing that, you know, fun quote that he was like, I was being told by, you know, everybody, wherever I went, you need to sign a defensive end. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> right. guys, I know. <laughs> and, you know, he finally settled on someone like Ngakwe. And I think that, like you mentioned, he's somebody that immediately just elevates this pass rush that, I mean, I can't believe they had 20 sacks last season and then they had eight in this one preseason game, <laughs> I know. which I know they're not starters and it's preseason and it means nothing. But it, I was just like, they had 20 last year and they had eight. And it was just like the numbers weren't like it, the math wasn't mathing to me. You're just not used to seeing sense. that in a Bears game. That's all. That kind yeah, of it was weird. Just it's usually like very the other jarring, team but it sacking, also makes, sacks the Bears that many times. Yeah, it was it was just crazy because it really puts it into perspective just how bad they were last year uh, at getting after the quarterback when, I mean, Jaquan Brisker is leading the team in sacks with four. That's just like not a good look. So, I mean, then you bring in Ngakwe who had nine and a half last season with the Colts. And, you know, he's someone who historically has never had less than eight sacks in a season. And that's a good move. It's a smart move, I think, to, to bring in. Uh, bring him in for it for a year at least we'll see because uh, I do think ultimately the plan is going to be to go ahead and kind of draft you know like the future at edge rusher and you have for two first round picks uh, next season to do that so but I mean in Gakwe I think he's he's a veteran leader in the locker room he's going to immediately upgrade that pass rush and like you said I think that it could show I think that polls has confidence in the defense this season when you I mean, we could do a whole show just kind of talking about how much better this defense has gotten this offseason. Just the names they brought in, you're getting key starters back. I mean, you cannot look at the roster from this time last summer to now and say that that defense has not improved exponentially. So I think Ngakwe is a big name, a name that you needed to have uh, at defensive end. So you're going to have Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker going to be your, your main guys. And you talked about like the immediate impact, I think, this season. But then I think his addition could also have a long-term impact in terms of, you know, you have some young guys, some young rookies on the defensive line, like a Jervon Dexter, or Zach Pickens. So I think having him in there to help mentor them. And there was a cool story, like after a training camp practice last week, where after practice in Gakwe was working with Dexter and showing him, you know, some pass rushing moves and like, it's things like that. Now you have an entire season of Dexter and Pickens getting to be in that room with him. And learning from him. And I think that Ngakwe's impact this season is going to be felt, but also the long-term impact would be, I think can be uh, very uh, beneficial for the bears moving forward as well. Yeah, that is a cool story. Uh, He's just like a real, he's a real edge rusher with real pass rush moves that can can bring a little something to the table. And you're right. You have kind of a, you have kind of a big three. Now you have Ngakwe, you have Edmonds and you have Jalen Johnson, right? So you have this, like the big three on defense that can kind of help you get three veterans, Makes you feel pretty good about a defense that's young overall, uh, but yeah, it's not like Poles went out and overpaid too much. It's not like he, he signed him for like fifteen million, twenty million, or something like some of these top tier edge rushers get. But he still signed him to a one year deal, ten and a half million, Alyssa. So that that's basically if he gets ten sacks, that's a million a sack. So it's not like it's still that's that's not a bad payday for Ngakwe, right? Uh, one million a sack. 
Wait, you think you could get a sack yeah, for he, a million bucks? He was running out of time. I feel like polls. He's like, okay, I know because like yeah. heading into training camp, and we're in like two weeks into training camp, and still no better. Like you need to add another veteran in there, and he's just like, okay. And, and like listening to him, this was something that the Bears had their eyes on Ngakwe for a while. It was between Ngakwe and Justin Houston, and I think that they made the right move going with Ngakwe and getting someone who has proven and has yet to have less than eight sacks in a season, and you need that. And, you know, having him on the team should also help others around him. And then you have, you know, some interior defensive guys that should bring some of that interior pressure. So, I mean, we'll see. It should be. I mean, I think the team is so much better than last season. You know, we talk about the offense a lot and the additions that they made and obviously DJ Moore and, you know, upgrading on the offensive line. But I think that this defense, just how much better they are right now, like on paper, isn't talked enough about isn't talked about enough. So, I mean, I'm really interested to see kind of how they're going to, they're going to have a big test, right? I mean, going against the Packers in week one, because it's a rivalry game, right? And, you know, Jordan love, there's not a lot of tape on him. I mean, they still have those running backs. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I'm really, uh, you hear me, Ryan, I'm already kind of bypassing these final two preseason games. I want to be there week one. Yeah, let's go. I mean, and, and speaking of Jordan Love, are you keeping an eye on those Packers at all? I mean, Jordan Love, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, he didn't have the stat line that Justin Fields had. Justin, uh, <laughs> he averaged 43 yards per completion with two touchdowns on three pass attempts and a perfect quarterback rating. Nice job, Justin. That's a pretty good line. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. So Bears fans have plenty of ammo for the Packers fans that are talking crap. But Jordan Love, I thought for all the, the stuff you read about how yeah, I guess he's had some bad camp practices for the Packers. I've read some stories. I know you have too, Alyssa. But I thought I, I did catch that game just happened to be on the NFL Network. So I was able to catch Jordan Love's start against the Bengals. And he looked like a he looked like a professional quarterback to me. He he completed a high percentage. He led a touchdown drive. His QB rating was 112.9. So it's not like he's out there sucking. Now, I don't, I'm still not sure about his accuracy. He did miss one wide open tight end over the middle of the field, which was just an easy throw that you got to make. So his accuracy, that's fair. And also the guys around him, his his weapons, the weapons that the Packers have outside of a uh, running back are suspect to say the to say the least. So Ooh, I, I'm not sure. starting. This is starting to sound familiar, Ryan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But what the Packers are the, are the, the new bears. The old hear bears. The Packers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm setting it up on a tee for them. But what do you think? Do you have an eye on those on the Packers and Jordan Love uh, in particular? Are you are you nervous at all about Week One? You know, I did I did say way back in the early summer. I said, look out for the Packers Week One. I don't think it's going to be a layup for the Bears. Uh, what do you think? You you nervous at all? I mean, I'm always keeping my eye on the Packers because I mean <laughs> they're in the division. They're the rival. That's the job. And. Yeah, everything from the summer so far. I mean, the Bears fan and Packers hater in me wants to just laugh hysterically at some of the things that were coming out of uh, training camp and just, you know, how it was rough for him. And, you know, someone was like, the Packers normally stream their family night or whatever. And then they decided not to because Jordan Love was just that bad. Like, I mean, it was funny <laughs> on Twitter. Like, I was just kind of like watching and just <laughs> and passing and listening to everything. But I mean, I don't. I'm trying not to like, I don't feel nervous, but I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't feel too nervous. I'm always going to feel a little bit nervous before a game, just especially when you kick, you're kicking the season off. It's the first time where, when it's not preseason, the first time when it counts. And I mean, 
we haven't seen Jordan Love yet. I don't, I don't, as like a, a logical Bears fan, I don't think Jordan Love is a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Packers fans. Right. You're not getting a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just not happening. So I don't think Jordan Love is a bad quarterback, but I also don't think he's a good one yet. I mean, because he has to earn that. He has to prove that. So, I mean, I've been keeping an eye on things. I mean, there's been some ups and downs. Same with Justin Fields. I mean, I'm not going to overreact one way or the other. I mean, this, and I'm not being cocky or anything, but this is the most confident I felt going into a Packers game. But again, when your entire Bears fan life uh, has been the Bears playing Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, of course I'm going to feel confident. And I (laughs) have every right to feel confident. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm just, like I said before, I'm really excited just to get to week one. I know we have a couple more preseason games and, but I'm just ready for week one. I am, I am ready. Let's go. Yeah. I'm with you. I I just think the confidence that is there uh, as a Bears fan, and it has to be. And the fact that it's week one and weird stuff happens week one and all the unknowns with Jordan Love and the Packers, I just feel like it's a scary game, but we have some weeks to get ready for it. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great, but I did, I, and you were you were not happy hearing this, Alyssa. But I was I was watching that ball game, Packers Bengals that preseason game, just a, a little bit of the first quarter, and I was like, man, I kind of like I kind of like this Packers. There's something about the Packers that I am I'm enjoying. No. And I think it was just the lack of Aaron Rodgers. I think that's what it was. So I'm I I didn't hate the Packers watching it. Yeah, you know I'm not a Bears fan, but I I just I didn't feel that hatred anymore. So I'm gonna have to find a way to get that back. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I've just always hated them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers made it very easy. Because, like, when I would watch Brett Favre, like, as a kid, I mean, I just, like, obviously, when you're playing them, you hate them. But then, like, I hated him, but also, like, I respected him. But I hated Aaron Rodgers, and I didn't respect him. So <laughs> I'm just, like you said, like, Aaron Rodgers being gone, I mean, it feels different. I It does. I'm happy, but then, like, I also would have liked – the Bears to get a chance to beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers because if the Bears beat Green Bay week one, you know that there are going to be people out there being like, oh, yeah, we didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Hey, <laughs> don't. Like, let's move on. <laughs> so, I mean, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I still hate the Packers because it's it's part of, you know, it's my job as a Bears fan. Is you still, they're a rival. You got, you got to hate them. Mm-hmm. So, definitely. But like, it is interesting because they are, I guess, less unlikable because Aaron Rodgers isn't there to the mass NFL fandom compared specifically to other NFC North fan bases. But yeah, it's going to be weird to get used to that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're They were a little less unlikable, I guess to use a double negative there, but I I, see a less unlikable and then less unlikable compared to like is good. Right. Let's just use less. unlikable. As soon as they start putting Matt LaFleur's stupid face and just, he's got a weird look to him. I I don't know. He's like too clean cut or something. It's just like something weird about his look. That'll annoy me immediately in week one. So we'll we'll get who he reminds me of. Do you, do you know who he reminds me of? Please tell me if you are a NASCAR fan. Okay. He looks like Jimmy Johnson to me. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And when, I don't when, like Jimmy Johnson. When Jimmy was, got that I'm a, perfect I'm a Jeff fan. Yeah, Jimmy got that perfectly manicured like beard he started sporting. And it was like perfect all the time. <laughs> That's LaFleur. Like you could tell he cares about the the perfect manicure. And, and look, I go to the barber too and I get that done. But it's like LaFleur, he's make sure every time he's on camera, he's got that beard. He's kind of showing it. You know, kind of gives you the side face a little bit. Yeah, no, I I totally get that vibe with him. But yeah, yeah, Jimmy he's Johnson just always same. been unlikable to me. 
Same. Yeah, same. There's something about his face plus, that's punchable. Yep. Plus, to quote, to quote the great Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, I mean, to me, he was born on third base, just <laughs> just like Ryan Day at Ohio State. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you yeah. come into a perfect situation yep. with Aaron Rodgers, yep. and like, yeah, you've won a lot, but you were also in a very good, great, perfect situation. So, I would like to see the Packers on hard times, and then let's see if Matt Lafleur what he can do with that team and whether he can keep his job. So that'd be interesting. Well, you, Something to monitor moving forward now that I kind of feel hopefully the turning of the tide here with the bears and, and the Packers. So it'll well, be you, interesting. You called it hard, years, hard sure. times. Did you mean hard knocks? Because I, <laughs> I did, see what you did. Did, did you, uh, did you catch the first episode of the hard knocks with the jets, Alyssa? Of course I did. Okay, give me your, I give me your am take. starved. I'm starved for football content. Mm-hmm. And even with Aaron Rodgers, because I knew I knew going into it, it was going to be the Aaron Rodgers show. Oh, it was so bad. Like, too, I knew, wasn't like it? obviously, that is the reason that they are on Hard Knocks. Yep. I wanted the Bears to be just because I was interested in kind of getting the behind the scenes stuff. But then, in hindsight, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not a distraction. So, okay, cool. But like, let's let's be real. That is the reason the Jets are on Hard Knocks. <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers, and so yeah, the way that they were painting Rogers and I just found it so interesting was it was kind of like a villain or someone who like an anti-hero who was kind of being redeemed. Yes. In they, a way. Like, they went out of their way to tell you. I was you, just like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. There was a narrative being pushed hard. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And it just like all the ass kissing Alyssa, right from, <laughs> the coaches to the players just smooching his behind. I mean, never mind the fans. I don't get on as much because the fans at training camp or whatever. Like that's that's normal. You're gonna see that everywhere. But the players and coaches just could you know just the smooching, right? Like I I even put in my notes after watching the episode. I mean, it's gonna take Aaron weeks to wash all the lipstick off of his behind, right? Because of all the ass kissing during <laughs> that. It was it was unbelievable. But yeah, Hard Knocks is like a. It's a training camp program about rookies. That whole first episode was just uh, Aaron Rodgers ball washing. That's all it was. It was just <laughs> the Rodgers show. So it was insufferable, but I, I did hate watch it and kind of enjoyed the whole thing. Um, it's it's interesting yeah. him him being seeing him in the Jets helmet. It's just it's weird. It's going to take some getting used to. But uh, I don't know. They they seem to be feeling it over there. The Jets they they are feeling themselves, aren't they? Yeah, and like I just had this overarching thought just watching Hard Knocks, watching, you know, NFL Network or ESPN when all they want to talk about are the Jets. And I'm just like, man, this team is either going to be really freaking good or they're going to bomb so hard yeah, yep. and it's going to be a disaster. And I'm here for, um, you know, I'm here for the disaster because oh, it's too. Aaron Rodgers. And it. I know you are, Ryan, because, yeah. you know, being a Patriots fan and it's the rivalry. So I know you're here for it. Oh, I despise the Jets, but I'm I'm starting to worry now that they got Dalvin Cook, too, that yeah, that they're going to they're going to be a wagon because their defense is amazing, too. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's I'm starting to get a little nervous, Alyssa. I think they're going to be good. And I think the Patriots are pretty much the fourth team in that division now. So. Uh, yeah, the, I'm starting to get a little nervous about the Jets and just seeing how confident I, I feel like Rodgers. I was hoping he'd go over there and like him and Nathaniel Hackett would kind of goof the whole thing up and, and Hackett. I mean, what a freaking goofball he is like. 
everything that happened with the Broncos last year makes sense when you see Hackett on that in that show. It's just so did you see clear? Did you see the facial the facial hair too? Just like the first oh yeah time, yeah yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, I, what oh, is I've, this? I've yeah. If you if you ask John Heath, I've said for months that 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 goatee happened right around when he. When he had, they had that disaster of a game and he got fired mid like at the end of the season before the season ended, I said, John, it's that that goatee screams midlife crisis right there. He he knows it's the end and so do we. And yeah, that wait, that, he had the goatee back in Denver. Oh, How did I miss that? Oh yeah, no, it was at the end. It was at the end. The goatee, the the goatee oh, was. Wow. You, you get you got to ask John Heath of the Broncos wire about that. Yeah, that goatee sprouted uh, late in the season, right before he got uh, fired. And yeah, the goatee is his state. It's wow. bad. It that that thing's horrible. Wow, I thought it was. I thought it was like some part of like a reinvention on his part. Like, look, going to <laughs> no. to the Jets, and I know that the that they're doing everything in their power to get Aaron Rodgers here. So I know that I my ass is going to be saved, and I'm going to have a job, and yeah. you know because I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be cool. Oh wow, I just thought it was like okay, it's a new team, new new Hackett, new goatee, <laughs> but. Man, you—that's bad karma. You gotta shave that thing. <laughs> no, that you thing's don't gotta bring go. That stink over. It's absolutely gotta go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I—I I, told—I always tell John, there's two things Hackett can't do. Uh, one is be a head coach, and and two is grow a goatee uh, or facial hair in general. <laughs> that thing's so bad. True. But yeah, I, I am worried about the Jets. But we'll we'll keep checking in on Hard Knocks and giving yeah. our takes on on the latest with Aaron Rodgers because we're gonna miss that villain a little bit. I think that's where I was going with this whole this whole thing, Alyssa. Right? We're gonna miss. The villain of Aaron Rodgers, you know, him grabbing his crotch or whatever he does, saying that he owns you like that thing. We're going to we're going to miss that a little bit, I think. So we're going to have to keep tabs on him and he's still going to annoy the crap out of us. He's just going to be wearing green, a different shade of green, I should say. Uh, So we'll keep checking in on hard knocks throughout the year just because, you know, there's barely anything else to watch during the preseason. So you got to hate watch Rodgers when you can on on HBO. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as the same point. I'm going to miss him because that's never going to happen. But it's, it's, I miss football. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to tune into Hard Knocks and, um, cause that's all we have right now. I'm just, I can't wait. Ryan, we're like, what, like a month out? I feel, I feel like less out. than that. A right? month out from the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, here right, we go. once Labor Day hits, it's week one and, and Labor Day feels like I'm it's right, right around the corner. So, uh yeah, I, I'm stoked. And and what's going on Bears Wire now for the for the next couple of weeks? You guys just, just going to be covering the hell out of the 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 final couple of preseason games and tracking that that cut down day and and the final depth chart and all that stuff. Let me say what isn't happening on Bears Wire. We are just <laughs> exactly. like we we work our butt off like to provide like I mean because we're we're excited. We also want to keep the fans and you know informed and everything. But yeah, like you said. We're going to be covering these final two preseason games, you know, just like, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, normally I would be gearing up for, you know, like today, actually, when we're filming this, which is a Tuesday, should have been like the first roster cut down date. So like, it's interesting because, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been used to that. So now it's kind of looking big, looking big picture. I mean, the Bears have joint practices coming up with the Colts this week and, then they're going to be, have a night game, which is very weird to me, uh, <laughs> preseason wise. So yeah, yeah, we're going to be covering these final two preseason games. You know, the roster cutdowns, uh, whether you know Phelous Jones's fate—that's going to be something to monitor here over the next few weeks. And getting ready for Bears Packers Week One. 
Oh, I can't wait. You couldn't write that up better. No. Couldn't write it up better. Can't wait. That'll be good. That'll be a good dress rehearsal for some of these night games the Bears have on the schedule, right? We talked about the two Thursday night games they have. They got a Monday night or two in in Minnesota. And uh, we've been talking. Are you going to be at that one? Yeah, we've been talking. I got to try to be there. So that's week 12. And I will be out in Minnesota officially before (laughs) Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. It's actually like that Friday before Labor Day weekend. I will be officially in Minnesota, Alyssa, um, moving to Minneapolis. So uh, Bears, fa- Bears fans are be... yeah. Bears fans are like, why? Ryan, why would you do that? Send you... <laughs> Ryan, we're gonna send you uh, to US Bank Stadium, which I heard is a beautiful stadium, by the way. So you have to go just so you can let me know. Yeah, I, kn- I need um, to see it. Yes. It, yeah, we're gonna send you there in a Justin Fields or a DJ Moore jersey or just some kind of Bears gear because you cannot go representing the Vikings. Just yeah, so you know. I think one thing that I, I want to do is I do want to wear a Fields jersey just to see how I'm treated by the Minnesota fans <laughs> because I feel like I yes. feel like they're going to be overly kind and not care. You know, like I want to know if like if you wear an opposing jersey in there, do you get any crap? You know what I mean? And I just feel like in Minnesota, like they're just kind of like, oh, you know, we tried hard today. We didn't win the game, but we, but you know, we tried hard and we'll get them next time. I feel like that's kind of the sports fans mentality out there. I don't know. I'll, I'll learn. Uh, I'm not going there necessarily by choice. My wife got a big promotion for work and uh, we decided to take a, take the job and, and move out there. So that's why I'm heading to Minneapolis. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to just kind of check out that whole landscape and uh, yeah, and get kind of, uh, maybe I can get some good intel on the Vikings when we get to those games. Now the Bears host the Vikings week six, and then they they go to Minnesota week twelve, and and I'll be out there for you know a few months by then by that week six game. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. But yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be a Minnesotan, Alyssa, this season on the podcast. That'll be weird. Oh, man. That'll be different. That'll be different. So I'll report back on how so cold it is. So what you're saying, what you're saying is that you expect the Vikings fandom to embrace their quarterback Kirk Cousins uh, that welcoming mentality because <laughs> when you were describing that that's exactly what I felt now if you go to Detroit you're gonna get a completely opposite or or Green Bay you're gonna get a completely opposite reaction yeah <laughs> yeah and you, and you know I think I think I'll be gr- uh, driving distance from Green Bay so I would love to go to a game at Lambeau just to experience Ooh. that too uh and now would be a perfect time to go because again you can stomach watching Green Bay now <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers last gone. Last game of the year. Yeah, the last game of the year. Oh. That that'd be interesting. You know, I mean, week eighteen. The ch- the tickets might be cheap too because you never know about week eighteen, right? That could be a game where. But but things are. Decided. Imagine if they're both playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, that for the Bears and Packers, that could be a big ball game week eighteen. So yeah. Oh man, that I'll would be to, expensive then. I'll have to check that <laughs> out. You know, as you know, I have a two year old, so uh, you know, it, getting out and doing stuff is hard right now in life, you know, too much because he is so much work. Uh, but he doesn't have a favorite team yet. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see oh. if he becomes a Vikings fan or uh, I'm no. trying, I'm working on Pats. I'm working on go Pats go, but maybe he'll see Justin Fields and, and go crazy. You know, this year, maybe he'll be fall in love with Justin Fields. So he's a pretty fun guy to watch. So who knows who we'll have to see who Julian um, becomes a fan of Alyssa. That, that's still okay, we're, up we're, for debate. If that happens, we're going to have to get Julian like a little Fields jersey <laughs> or like a little Bears Wire podcast shirt. Yeah, that'd like, be cool. That represent. We, need some, we do need some merch. You know, we're getting to that point we now where, where, where we've been around See, long enough to have merch. 
yeah, then we can send you to U.S. Bank Stadium on that Monday night game, and you could just be representing. I mean, look, <laughs> I, get some new get some new listeners. Like knowing our parent company, I, I'm, I'm not watch sure. it or <laughs> knowing our parent company. I don't. I doubt that's in the cards, you know. But you know, you never, you never know, you never know. So, uh, but but to the listener, if you're still listening to us as we're, we've gone off the rails <laughs> here. We love and appreciate you. Thanks so much. And I hope that you continue we to join you. us. Yes, we do. We hope that you continue to join us throughout another season because this one could be a fun one. Again, I think Ryan Poles, just that, that signing of Ngakwe, Alyssa, got me fired up. I just feel like Ryan Poles, he, he sees something in this team. He sees an opportunity. And I think we should see it too. It's, it's going to be a fun one. So for Alyssa, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We appreciate you once again. We'll talk to you soon. Bear it out. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.